Hello, listeners, and welcome to a special episode of Fumbling and Mumbling. Matthew, who you better know as Ruidor, actually GM'd a one-shot for us recently. So without further ado, I'll pass you over to him to explain more. Thank you, Ben. So one of our group's favourite settings has always been 7th C. I think it's the system we've played the most, and some of our fondest memories are our 7th C characters. So when the Kickstarter for the second edition of 7th C was announced, and a quick start adventure was released for it, we decided to give it a go. So with a little bit of trepidation, I must say, we all like the original roll and keep system used by 7th C, and we know this is changing, and we're all slightly wary about the changes. I should point out that we are using the first version of the quick start rules here. John Wick, the creator of 7C, has already said that he's reworking the rules based on feedback he's had from others who've played the quick start. So if you're looking at your quick start rules and they're different to the ones we're using, that's the reason why. This was the first time I ever GM'd 7C. Ben is our normal 7C GM, but he really, really wanted to play a character, and so I volunteered that I would GM this time. It's a bit of an experience for me. I normally GM Call of Cthulhu. Also, with the more narrative style of game, like Dungeon World, I found it a little tricky coming up with consequences. So I'm a little fumbling with this one as a first, but it was fun play. We recorded this entire quick start in one play session, but to keep the podcast down to a manageable length, we're splitting it into several episodes. I'm still editing it all together, but it's likely to be three full episodes. And we'll probably do a little short extra episode, which has our thoughts and comments on the playtest as a whole and how we see the rules changing. I think Matt has hit the nail on the head with mentioning the sort of narrative approach to 7C and how it seems to have taken some cues from Dungeon World. But we'll go into a bit more detail on that in a future episode. Since this is a quick playtest for a game that's currently in development, the style of this episode is a little different to usual. We've left in a lot more of the out-of-character banter and the explanation of the mechanics. Finally, although it's doing exceptionally well already, I highly encourage everyone to go to the Kickstarter page and back the 7th C 2nd Edition project. I've just now decided who I'm going to be. I'm going to go for the um, Los of Argos character. So, and I know Fee is being the fake witch. Yes. Ben, what did you decide on? I am Prince Alexei Novak. Can I really, really strongly suggest someone becomes the Vodachi duelist? I'll be him instead, though. It was going to be him or her. So, yeah, okay, fair enough. I'm only saying that because one chunk of this really, really relies on him. He's like the only essential character. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'll I'll go for him instead, then. What we could do, I guess, is we could move his sword school over to her. Oh, I thought you said he was a central character. So it's not the character, it's the ability, is it? It's the ability that's the important one. She's a bodyguard, isn't she? So she does, does she not have a sword school? No, she's, um, she's a dagger person, so she doesn't have a school. She's just um, she's yeah. not a dagger. Okay, well, I mean... Which is this guy is insane. He's basically... He's I mean, he's well, not rapier, eight, so it would work thematically. <laughs> not to spoil the plot, but basically one of the things they're trying to showcase is the new dueling rule. <laughs> okay. No, I'll go and with him. And he's the character, the duelist, so... I'll go with him, that's fine. Okay. It would be fine. Fair enough. So you do with a, a, a half Italian, half Spanish accent, so there. <laughs> my, uh, oh, God. Oh, no. My English is going to just be, like, broadly racist Eastern European. Eastern European, yeah. It's be the one. Excellent. 
Anyway. Do you all manage to read the rules, or shall I do a recap of what the differences are? Do you, um, I, have, I think we, well, I don't think Fee read them that much. I read them a bit, but it's worth no, okay. them, I think. I'll do a recap. I'll do a recap. So yeah. it's pretty much 7C as was. We've still got the traits. Uh, Braun, Finesse, Resolve, Wit, Panache. That's all the same. Skills now no longer have knacks. So you just have a skill, and it covers what everything the knacks used to be. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about all of those. Uh, skills are also not tied to traits now, so it can be any trait with any skill depending on the circumstance that you cool. roll. I think that's kind of how we did 7C anyway, but... Yeah, it's not how it was supposed to work, though. I know. <laughs> you, you still roll when you roll. You still roll trait plus skill, and you keep all the dice, and you have to make sets of 10s. Out of full dice. So, out of all the dice. So if you rolled uh, five fours, which were total 20, that's not two raises. You have to make complete tens out of the dice. It's yeah. actually only one raise. Each set of ten you can make from your dice is a raise, which you then can use to spend on the things. And the things are now like it's now like a bit like Dungeon World, although not quite as prescriptive. It's called making a risk. Whenever you, in Dungeon World, it's the equivalent of making a move, but Dungeon World moves are actually specifically stated here. It's just making a risk. I tell you what the consequences of failure are. So, for example, the one they give in the rules is running across a burning room, finesse and athletics, and the consequences are taking two wounds. So you then spend raises to, over, to first of all, accomplish your goal. So one raise would get you across the room safely. Well, get you across the room. You still might take two wounds. And then other raises can be used to offset the consequences. So one raise per wound in this case. Uh, did I also read that you can use the raises to do things like add um, flavor or environmental ideas as well? So, like, I run across the room, if you get loads of raises, I run across the room, I ignore the wounds, and I pull down a tapestry to smother some of the flames behind me, that kind of thing. That kind of thing, yes. Well, I'll give you the list here. So, the, what you can do with your raises is overcoming the risk and achieving your intent. That's the main one. Overcoming the consequences. Reducing the wounds suffered by a fellow hero from a risk that they're taking. Hmm. That's like an assist. You help them avoid any consequences. In combat, you can inflict a wound on a raise or establishing fictional detail, like you've just said, pulling a tapestry down and mothering some uh, flames or something. Hero points. There are hero points still. You don't have drama dice now. They're hero points, but they kind of work the same. Mm -hmm. okay. So uh, basically, you gain hero points by doing things and you're encouraged to do things. So if you activate your hubris... And you should all have a hubris, and it'll tell you how to activate it on their character sheet. If you activate your hubris, you get a hero point. If you act according to your quirks or background, you get a hero point. So oh, really? You can, roll. you can actively choose to fail a task before you roll any dice. I remember reading that. You're going to fail this. You get a hero point for saying you're going to fail it. You still roll the dice and can use the raises to overcome any consequences, but you can't use the raises to actually <laughs> succeed. But you'll get a hero point for that. I can also give you a hero point if I buy. Um, if you roll a whole roll of ones, I can buy the ones off you. Only as many ones as we roll, but you only give us one point. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. And the ones go into my dice pool, which is the danger pool, which is basically my equivalent. This is the GM version of hero points that I can use to spend on the villains. Awesome. You're in the danger zone. Uh, you can spend your hero points to uh, add a d10, like a drama dice. To your role. You can do that before or after the role. You can actually give your hero point to another player to help them achieve 
their goal, and they get three bonus dice. Yeah, I remember. Uh, and you also, some of your abilities on your character sheet may also require hero points. Mm -hmm. Usually your virtues, but some other abilities might require hero points to be spent. Yeah, I've got things like my indomitable will, will, which I think um, Ben has as well, uses the hero point. Do we start with any hero points? You do not. Okay. Do things poorly in order to get hero points. That's not yeah. good. It's true. <laughs> I start with one danger dice. Cheating. You start with no hero points. I know, cheating GM. What other things do we need to talk about? Oh, right, yes. A couple of things on the character sheets. You'll notice under your skills, there are two tags that say re-roll at the bottom. Mm, yeah, I saw them. On two and four. Yeah, on two and four. So basically, I don't think anyone has four in any skill. Okay. But if you're rolling that skill and you have at least two or four, you get that number of re-rolls of one dice Is on that, that particular you roll. You don't mean two or four. You mean one or two re-rolls. Is that right? Uh, if you have two or four points in the skill, you'll get, you'll one, get one or two re-rolls. Yeah. So oh. for Ben, for example, you've got weapon sword. So if you were rolling whatever trait, doesn't matter, it could be brawn weapon sword. Yep. You roll all your dice. Because you've got two pips, you get one re-roll. You can re-roll any one die in that pool. Yeah. I seem to remember reading that the weapons are now based on type. So your big double honey weapons use brawn, and your smaller ones use finesse. Is that right? Broadly. Yeah. But what have you got? I've got a whip. Well, probably, hey. Probably finesse. <laughs> I think yours is uh, seduction or something. I think it was one of the ones I used an example. I think it was finesse. Yeah, I mean, that would make thematic sense. But I guess it depends yes. what you're doing yeah. as well. Like, if you're yeah. using a rapier to, like, fence, finesse would make sense. But if you're trying to use your rapier to smash down a door, that would not be the best idea, really. But I think it's like Matt was saying, tied to yeah. traits anymore. Yeah, but broadly speaking, you're right. If you're if you're wielding a broad, double-handed weapon, then brawn would most likely happen. And if you're fencing rapier, then it's more likely to be finesse. But they're not tried tied to traits like before, so it depends on the circumstances. The other thing we need to look at is the wounds, which they're kind of, they're calling the death spiral. <laughs> it's still kind of based on resolve. Essentially, heroes can only take four dramatic wounds now. Four dramatic wounds for everybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so on the spiral, the four stars are the four dramatic wounds. Leading up to each dramatic wound are five pips and then a number of pips that is equal to your resolve. Mm -hmm. So for Ben's, I'm looking at Ben's character sheet, you've got five, then another two, yep. and the last So the blacks out, out. they are essentially... They're not, not there. Yeah. I don't think yeah. any character had more than Resolve 2. In fact, none of them didn't. And even the ones okay. So we've got yeah. like five as a buffer, and then two, and then five, and then two, and then five, and then two, and yes. five, and then two. Yeah. So you can take yeah. up to five, and you'll see like a little dashed line there. So up to five, that's just a normal wound, a flesh wound. When you get to five, you can actively choose to take a, flesh, uh, a dramatic wound if you want to hmm. or not. You can still then take the additional flesh wounds, but as soon as you get to the end of your buffer, it will become a dramatic wound. The reason you might want to actively decide to take a dramatic wound is you, you get bonuses for dramatic wounds now, and they're listed underneath the wounds. So your first dramatic wound, you get a plus D10 to every risk you're taking. You get a bonus dice. When you get to two dramatic wounds, villains get bonus. These all stack, by the way. Yeah. They're not... So when you get to two, you still get the 1d10 on all your risks, but villains get bonus dice against you. So when you get to three dramatic wounds, all your nines, any nines you roll, count as tens. 
pretty cool. Nice. I remember and you- when you get four, you become helpless. And I'm hoping no one gets there, but we'll come on to what happens when you become helpless. Helpless basically means is, is like before when you had maximum dramatic wounds. You can't do anything without using hero points. And if you do, you're at risk of dying. The, um, the Castilian, uh, sorry, the, the guy I'm playing, his virtue, I can choose to make every one of my dice a raise, but then I become helpless. So presumably that means I just effectively canvas taking all my dramatic wounds at once. Yeah, so in that one, you don't actively get the dramatic wounds, mm-hmm. but you just get the helpless state. Okay. So if, if we were playing in a campaign, uh, you wouldn't have to, you know, heal up or anything because you wouldn't have actually been damaged. Okay, as you can possibly go helpless, I'll tell you what it does. I think I vaguely remember you're basically helpless and the, the villain can try and kill you, basically. The villain can try and kill you, yes. Uh, you can although anyone can try and stop the villain. So they can coup de grace. Yeah, but then, then you can use, I don't know if it's hero points or rail, I think it's hero points to stop that happening. Yeah, any, anyone else can then spend a hero point to prevent the uh, villain killing the hero, and that can't be blocked. You just automatically stop the villain. Hmm. But it's using hero points. I was going to say, equipment and weapon-wise, I assume we just have whatever is thematically appropriate, because obviously yes. it would be listed. Nothing is on these character sheets now. There's nothing in the quick start about gear. So I'm pretty sure everyone's got a weapon and it tells you what it is. That's the gear you've got. Can I have a um, familiar then? <laughs> I, was you really what? I was really disappointed that I didn't get a familiar. You can have a familiar. <laughs> it will, will have no mechanical value, just like, because it's cool. Yes, you can have a cool familiar. I did read what they were, but I can't remember what they are. I know a spider was definitely one. Can I have so a raven? You can have, weaver back. you can have weaver back if you want. No, can I have a raven? You can have a raven. Thank you. The other thing that's worth mentioning is the first time you use a different skill in a scene or round, I mean, I'll need to double check that, you get a bonus dice. So it encourages you to do different things, not I... just go, I'm in with my sword every time. I think it has to be in a scene, because from what I understand, in a round, you only make one roll anyway, don't you? I think it might be a scene. I think you're right. Yeah. Okay. Mm. I'm just double I mean, that makes sense. It means you're not getting bonus dice all the time. Yeah. I'm sorry, is it a bonus dice, did you say, or a hero point? I think it's a bonus dice. A bonus dice. Yeah, cool. So for that specific uh, roll, you get an extra dice. Yeah. Yes, and it's, oh, flare, it's called flare. Here we go. A unique skill in a scene. So in an action scene, which could be fighting a whole load of mooks, or it could be escaping a burning building or whatever. Every time you use a different skill, you get a bonus D10 on the roll if you haven't used that skill yet in this scene. Cool. So I think that mechanically that's all the differences, and we'll come on to the specifics of brute squads and stuff when they come up. Cool. So, background time. Dun, dun, dun. Ben, you are Prince Alexei Novak. Alexei uh, Grazia Novak. The crown prince of the Sarmatian Commonwealth, which is the new nation in 7C. It's it's basically Poland. Poland and Lithuania, I think I read. We don't really have much background other than it's ruled by a king who basically has no power. All the nobles have the power and because they have a a council and they vote on every policy that happens in in the country. Unfortunately, any one noble can veto anything, so nothing gets done. But you, Alexei, have managed to persuade your father, who's very ill, to do one kind of last thing he can do within his power, and that was to make every single person in the country a noble so that everybody has a vote on the council and anyone can veto anything. When everyone's super, no, no. one is. 
Yes, <laughs> pretty much basically, you have become Syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> and given them a month to vote to remove their veto, in which case you won't enact the law. Yeah. If yeah. they can veto stuff, everyone can veto stuff. So yeah. they kind of screw themselves yeah. unless they agree. Unless they agree, exactly. To which they all have done, except for one, one, one noble, Marson Sabat. He doesn't <clears throat> like this. So as our story starts, Fee, you, as a Dominica Vespucci, you have engineered a marriage to Prince Alexei. Why have you done this? What are your reasons? Why, why do you want to marry this guy? <laughs> I've been wondering that myself. <laughs> did, did I draw the short straw? <laughs> okay, well, for there you go. For your own private reasons, you have engineered a marriage to Prince Alexei. <clears throat> probably for political reasons. Your father is unaware of this. Oh, really? <laughs> so you have come with your retinue to see Prince Alexei and finalise like, all the wedding contract, I guess. So you've come with your brother, Ennio, played by Steve. Hello. And your captain, Roberto Gayo, who's Castilian. He used to be a pirate, now wants to go straight. And Prince Alexei, you have your bodyguard. Yes, her. Azucena Equivel. Azucena. She is most trustworthy. Who is also Castilian. Your Castilian bodyguard. I am sure she has She's no... She's very small for some reason. <laughs> she is small. Well, it's because I'm large, so I wanted a small bodyguard to make me see even bigger and more imposing. <laughs> I guess. You've got quite an imposing hat in the picture here, I see. Yeah. <laughs> Not sure. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. I didn't realise yeah. you had... Look, look what you're marrying into. <laughs> There's going to be some changes made, I think, once, I think the marriage goes once I have a shave, I'm probably, like, devilishly handsome, but I just don't shave. I'm You're probably not actually that large. Okay. It's just a really, really Sorry. big fur yes. coat. As yes. well. I definitely <laughs> shave. Yes. Well, I'm very trusting, so I believe you. It's one of these, it's one of these fur coats where you can kind of duck down, and the fur coat stays standing up as you can duck out of it. It's You're trusting good. the Vodachi dominatrix with the whip and the raven. <laughs> I am very trusting. I'm looking forward to this marriage. <laughs> Bless I'll him. bet. Well, she yeah. told me that, you know, it, it's destiny and I completely trust her. Hmm. Why would she lie? <laughs> what reason would she have for lying? You have all just arrived and are meeting, I go, not for the first time, but you're, you're now meeting in one of the rooms in, uh, in the castle, Vasa Castle. The throne room, in fact. Let's say it's the throne room. This is like the first official greeting, I guess, of after you've arrived at the Sun Martian Commonwealth. What would you like to say to your future husband? I think I'm in shock over his beard. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> is that done in diplomatic circles? You, first thing you say is, I don't like your beard. <laughs> your Highness, may I present my sister, uh, Dominici Vesp... Uh, Dominica. Dominica, Dominica. Dominica. Flower I'm, of the... I'm not like flaunting my whip and my raven at this point. Flower of Vodashi. <laughs> Flower of Vodashi, obviously. No, you I expect your best in, in state attire as yeah. fits a diplomatic mission. Assuming my father's not present, I will be uh, sat in a chair next to the throne. That um, sounds likely, yes. My I mean, is I mean, when, when you, we walked in, I would obviously have stood to greet you. And so he should have. It would be disrespectful otherwise, and I would take offence at this. <laughs> I would never disrespect your sister. <laughs> but yes, I will, I, will, I will stand, I will greet you, I will uh, bid you welcome to my home. And I, I hope that your journey was not too trying. 
as is very gracious of you. I'm very pleased to be here and I foresee a very happy future. We faced no difficulties on the trip that could not be overcome with good, good, uh, the Duchy steel, the steel, sorry. <laughs> I think you've mixed the name and the country up there. Yeah, the whole Vespucci Vadachi thing is really confusing to me. Dominica, throughout this whole conversation, you're you're gaining a uh, a very strong foreboding of danger, an imminent danger. She gets that. She gets that a lot when I'm around. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Do I have any idea like where it's coming from? Does it feel like it's sort of emanating from somebody, someone sort of threatening us, or is it just general? You've got no specifics, but you think it's really, really imminent. Okay, well, I say, uh, my lord, I, I think uh, perhaps we should uh, we should speak privately. Of course, um, <coughs> if you will uh, accompany me, and uh, I will head to one of the. I'm, I'm sure there's some sort of side room where we can. There, there, well, as soon as you start to move, right, that you hear this huge explosion from outside and some screams, and the doors to the throne room burst open, and in marches Marcin Sabat. He's the guy that really doesn't like what you did, with a, a group of men all armed with swords and the people with crossbows line the galleries. He says, traitor, I demand, I am here to arrest you for treason and put the monarchy back where it should. What is the meaning of these spurious allegations? Who is this I man? demand that you lay down your arms and surrender. Who is this man with a beard like a drowned rat? This is <coughs> some dude. This <laughs> is <laughs> some dude. <laughs> Well, it's good to know that you know the noble. <laughs> I, I predict his name will be Marcin Sabat. <laughs> Sabat, what is what is your meaning? What are you doing here? At which point he he, he looks round at his lieutenants and says, "Take the prisoners." Uh, I will draw my sword. My sword was in my hand as soon as the explosion came. <laughs> my cavalry saber to me, from what little I can see of it. Uh, okay. Need to have a concealed like holster for my whip. Uh, okay, that sounds okay. Perhaps I think I've got it strapped on like a thigh holster, but with a slit in my skirt so I can reach in and pull it out. Oh, that sounds good. We're having that. <laughs> <laughs> Who are these low-born curs and what right do they have to come in here? Remove yourself from our presence. Alexei Azucina, your bodyguard, pretty much stands in front of you and, and gets her weapons out and says, my lord, I think... This question may be the better part of valor. I suggest you retreat to the antechamber while I deal with these these people. Uh, yes, given that my wife to be is present, I will um, make sure that she is safely out of the room. I will, I will, I will escort these people out uh, uh, to safety. Do I know safety? There is no there is no danger in here. There is a bunch of low born thugs. I think there was like a small army with this guy. I, will, I shall deal with yourself. <laughs> I will see your sister to safety. This is a good man. He understands the, uh, the priorities in life. Now, let us dispatch these, as you see now. I don't know who I've just been introduced to. It sounds like you're just going to go crazy straight ahead on it. <laughs> then might you just bring your attention to, you insist that the problem can be solved with some simple slip of a knife between the right pair of ribs, and I brag openly about my prowess with the sword. What do you expect this guy to do? <laughs> well, you, you, you are said... acting according to your quirks. I like this. We've got a hero point. Oh, okay, fair enough. I was just saying, well, you expect bad shit was going to happen so quickly. <laughs> there you are. We're now going into actual mechanics. What? It, so it is risks and consequences. So what's you're you're attempting to escape the antechamber, right, Ben? Uh, yes, I well with <clears throat> Dominica. Okay, and 
And Enio, your Enio, Vespucci, what are you, are you, are you going with them or are you? No, I am looking for the chandelier, which will obviously be in the uh, such a big room. I shall look for the uh, the rope holding it up, or I shall, I shall leap over there and attempt to cut this rope on top of some of these thugs. Let's hope they're standing underneath it. Of course they are. <laughs> okay. I mean, this is the throne room. That, that sounds good. So wherever they are, there's a chandelier above them. <laughs> I approve your lighting decisions. <laughs> yes. Alexei, how are you? Are you actively trying to protect Dominica, or uh, you... yes, I will. I will make sure that I am between her and these, uh, well, traitors, frankly. And Dominica, what are you? Uh, are you allowing yourself to be ushered out of this room? Well, I have just arrived, and the first thing that happened seemed to be some like dispute. So just like home, except you know, with no subtlety. Um, I'm not at this stage going to uh, get involved physically. I'm waiting to see what happens, <clears throat> but. I'm not terribly impressed with the idea of being hustled out like a particularly valuable <laughs> ornament, but we'll see. And I'm not going to actually manhandle her out of the room. If she, if, if she is staying in the room, then I will stay with her to protect her. No, I think you can usher her out. That's okay. Uh, you, uh, I'll say that. Um, yes. Leave the room. Yes, I will. I, well, I will. I will. <coughs> we will head towards a door, so we are near a door, which is to some. Yes, there's an antechamber wow. to the throne room, so uh, there is a door nearby. And uh, it's not going to be a dead end room because I know what this palace is is like. It will be a room that has another door out of it on the other side. I love the idea that. The, well, uh, it's your palace. You should know. <laughs> yes, I will make sure we go to a room that has an, another exit. That's that's sensible, sensible planning there. So I think the consequence uh, of this is that a couple of the crossbow uh, archers will get a, a shot at you, and so you risk taking a wound each. <clears throat> okay. Finesse athletics sound good? Since I'm <clears throat> trying to protect Dominica, can I use can I use brawn athletics? Because I'm I'm in fact I'm, no. Can I use finesse? Okay, athletics? yeah, no, no, that sounds good. You're actively trying to shield her, so yes. So can can I use my large size to gain an advantage on that? Yes, if you're standing in the way, <laughs> I can do that. I'm expecting him to do that, because you know, I'm fairly certain that, that is what his next move is going to be. Um I'm actually not I'm actually going to sidestep. <laughs> but he's very big. You might not be able to get around him in one step. Okay. Well, because I don't Alexa, want to be stuck. You can use brawn athletics, uh, but Dominica, okay. because you're actively trying to sidestep this move, you can use finesse athletics then. Okay. <laughs> and I get an extra dice because I'm large. So you get an extra so dice because you're large, but trying Matt, to defend. Matt, before they yeah. roll. Did I read something about we all roll our dice at the same time and whoever has the most dice goes first or something? This is true, so I need to tell you what yours is. So you're, yeah. uh, you're attempting to leap across the room and slice the rope holding yeah, up the I, chandelier. I figured it'd be as so, well again, but... <clears throat> I think that is going to be... Hmm, well, it's going to be finesse, because mm -hmm. you're trying to be quick about it. Yeah, uh, well, I'll go with finesse weapon sword. Oh, weapon sword, okay. I assume you'll be well, athletic. You're, you're trying to cut the rope, so your risk, uh, again, your, your consequences are going to be the same that uh, one of the archers will take a pot shot at you. Because you're not actively leaving the room, I say you risk two wounds. So just to check now, we all get an extra dice to begin with because it's our first use of a skill. Correct. Everyone gets a bonus dice for that. Ben, you're going to get an extra bonus dice because of large. Yeah. <clears throat> um, apparently... I always count as spending a hero point for the purposes of speed when using a weapon skill. So does this give oh. me effectively? Does this mean I basically count as having rolled an extra dice, even though I'm not one, just to see who goes uh, first? Yes, you when you're using the weapon skill and you are trying to be quick about it, so you get the bonus dice for that. Yes. Okay. Cool. 
There are lots of high numbers, but none of them are tens. See, I don't have an athletic skill, but does that mean I still get an extra dice as if I were using that skill? Ooh, probably not. Uh, well, you count as having no pips in that right. skill. Okay, so I'm literally so rolling just... my finesse. But does she get the bonus yeah. for it being her first use of this action? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Your okay. first time you're using a skill, but you're using a skill with no, no ranks in it, so yes. Okay, <clears throat> In fact, I'm going to, not only am I going to try and slice it, I'm going to try and lift one of the delicate little chairs along the side for, um, that yes. you can put there and try and sort of lift that in the way to block whatever's going to happen. And what do I have? Uh, uh, oh, would that now go become brawn? No, we'll still say it's finesse for the moment. We, the, in the throne room, we have very finely like carved chairs that are, chairs, are nice and easy to pick up. chaperones and, and sort yes. of, you know... But they have padded follows. seats, which <laughs> was like the ideal for an arrow to sink into. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, that sounds fine. Also, whip and a chair? How <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, um, could we not have that? So, yes. Has the bat brought a lion with him by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I don't know. There could be one, you don't know. <laughs> So um, so basically, I've ended up rolling two, four, six, seven dice. Presumably, that means that counting as having spending a hero point on on speed means I count as having roll eight dice. Is that right? So he goes first. Is that how yeah, right? You actually roll. Yeah, you roll the eight dice. No, I'm rolling seven. No, all it says is um, choose one weapon skill. You are always considered to be spending a hero point on this action for the purposes of speed. Only for speed, it says. And I think. Oh, I, I see. Oh, speed ah, just, okay. Goes first in the round, I think. Yes, 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 yes. Sorry, that's right. That's yeah. not that's not very well detailed about here. It's not. Oh no! <laughs> hang on. The speed thing. The speed thing is for dueling only. Uh -huh. Okay, then. Cool. No worries. <clears throat> In that case, uh, I'm yeah, rolling. So you're dice. rolling the seven dice. Yes, the speed yeah, thing is not relevant. I've got four brawn, two athletics, and I'm large, and it's the first action that I've been <clears> using athletics. Yeah. Okay, so we have eight dice, seven dice, and three dice. Uh, 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 actually. Dominica, I could say that uh, as you're actively trying to put a chair between you and uh, what's happening, I'd let you use hide skill. Yeah. Um, I'm not really hiding, Prior. Fair enough. I'm just sort of okay. grabbing them as a shield. My future, my future wife is not a shrinking <laughs> violet. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, you roll the dice then. You all rolled your, you rolled uh, the yeah, dice. Actually, yes. actually, I'm going to re-roll them because I'm using my left hand. I just remembered. Oh, yeah. Uh, don't forget any re-rolls for skills Ooh. that might uh, be relevant. It makes no difference. I've still got three raises. I don't think re-rolling will make any difference. Oh, in fact, I can re-roll another dice because I also have two points in athletics. So, uh, still... Hmm. No, it still makes no difference. Still three raises. I have so, four raises. Uh, got four raises and... Fee, how many raises did you get? Two. I rolled two tens. <clears throat> Good. Alexei, you are going first. How do you want to spend your raises? So how, how exactly does it work? I mean, I was effectively <clears throat> trying to protect Dominica. From what I understand... Uh, so you'll spend one raise to get to accomplish the goal, which was to get into the side room. And then you can spend another raise to avoid each wound that would have happened. So that's one wound to you and one wound to Dominica. So you can avoid both of them. Okay, so... You've got one, you've got one raise left to do something dramatic with it. Okay, so we've gone into the side room. We have effectively shielded Dominica from any stray arrows. Um, and what I can spend is to do something thematically appropriate. In which case, <laughs> I'm not going to do any damage with it, but I'm going to uh, flip my sword in my hand and throw it like a spear at Sabat. <laughs> oh, okay. 
just to try and drive him off and cause some commotion. Only four folks could think of a new way of disarming himself. Yeah. Uh, of course, you didn't have to spend the raises to avoid wounds. You could have taken a wound. No, no, I totally want to yeah. avoid wounds. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying for reference, you don't have to spend the raises to do anything. Yeah. And also, uh, I'm going to grab another sword from a nearby suit of armor that is lining the wall. I was just about to say, you've just thrown your sword away. Yes, but I'm grabbing another. It's probably not as nice as mine because mine was probably like a, a like a, you know, as I'm royalty, it was probably a very finely made sword. But I've grabbed like a show sword from nearby. Another possibility. I'm sure you've got a knife on you. No, no, I've, I've grabbed the sword. In fact, if you want, I've grabbed um like a halberd or something from one of the nearby things <laughs> <laughs> because I can't use one at all. And a halberd seems fine. So you. You've, you've just run out of the room, protecting the room, ushered your future no, life out of the room. To the door, you've turned around, thrown your sword of state at the Sabat, and grabbed a halberd from the room next to yes. So I now have a halberd, which, because I'm large, I, I think I can quite easily hold that one-handed. I'm not going to be very good at using it, but it looks impressive. <laughs> it does look like you're, you've got a big... Yes, that's fine. <laughs> you throw your sword at Sabat, and obviously you just kind of sidesteps it as it flies by, hits a mook behind him and goes, ah, and falls over. <laughs> That's what I was aiming for. <laughs> Ennio, you have leapt across the room. Uh, well, no, you have three raises in which to leap across the room and okay. slice a rope. Obviously, first one is to slice a rope. Now, I don't You know were how... at the risk of, use, of gaining two wounds from the archers. Okay. Now, how much... Now, basically, what I'm trying to do is take out some of his mooks with the, with the uh, slicing of the rope. Yeah. Um, do I need to spend any extra raises to make sure that there are enough people in there to give us a fighting chance? Or uh, I will say that the uh, if you want to forego spending the raises on avoiding the wounds, you could take the wounds and take out more mooks with the chandelier. Mm, when it comes right down to it, they have no chance against my flashing glide. So um, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll just save the wounds with my remaining two raises then. Okay, so you slash the rope, cuts quite easily, and this huge chandelier in the centre of the room just drops. Nice crystal chandelier, and must have cost a fortune, Alexei, but... Hmm. That has passed away. It lands with a big crash. It's a group of, of uh, let's say, six foot soldiers. Just lands straight on and takes them out, and it, it, it kind of explodes in shatters of crystal everywhere. <laughs> So the footing is quite treacherous now, and it, it's obviously causing an obstacle in the way as well. So it's going to take a while for them to get past it now. You're looking quite pleased at that. Of course I am. Dominica, you had how many? You got two raises. You successfully grab a little delicate chair from the side, hold it up. Yeah. <laughs> Brutally shove it along. Well, you have two raises in which to spend to do that. So you actually didn't have any risk because Alexei took your risk for you. Mm out of the way of him. I guess I drew the fire by being a target and they, okay. they saw me step in front of you, they aimed at me and then you you sort of step to the side and grab the chair and can do whatever you want with it. Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, you have two raises in which to, well, obviously one raise will get you out of the room with Alexei and oh, one yeah. raise to do something to match with. I think I think Matt is determined that you're out of the room, even Matt though you both said that you're not out of the room. <laughs> We've got to the door. <laughs> okay, we can the doorway, leave okay. the room. Yeah, yeah. It's almost as if okay, we're meant you're to leave at room. the doorway. Okay, yes. cool. <clears throat> and that pirate. The, I, thought, I thought you said you were leaving, and, but that's fine. Okay, well, I will. I will step to one side, out of the way, as you sort of throw yourself in front of me dramatically. I will sort of 
spin around a, uh, a nice little sort of spindly chair by the door. And, and since you seem to have drawn the fire, I will put the chair down and sit on it and just see what happens. <laughs> you can have a hero point for that. <laughs> Wait. Awesome. That's very ladylike. And your bodyguard, Alexei, she leaps into the fray and you can see her. Good show. As wielding you, as you know. Stabbing away at people. She's quite nimble. Uh, after all this is happening, you hear a, a whole series more of explosions. Sabat looks a bit, what the f***? Uh, he wasn't quite expecting this many explosions. I think some of his men have got a bit over-eager with the gunpowder. <laughs> <laughs> and so Sabat is now kind of actively looking behind him because there's like debris flying along the corridor behind him. You can see flames coming down the corridor. What do you want to do? Is uh, How close are the nearest ones to me? They are, uh, are they approaching or are they being held back? Uh, well, they're, they're kind of distracted by this big chandelier that's in the way right now. I've got to ask well, now. Uh, they're on the side of the chandelier. I mean, they'll climb over it and I guess they'll be around away from you. So you have a round to do something before they I climb over the chandelier. I wanted to have one of them close enough to me to uh, pull the crossbow out of his hand with the whip. And then just turn it on him. I think that chandelier could have split one of them off from the group, so he's stuck on the side with us. <laughs> that sounds okay. I, I think that could be viable, yeah. And um, what is he armed with then, this chap? I'm assuming that if he's on the floor, actually, he's probably got a sword. The archers were all in the kind of gallery on, on the floor. Is he up. enough for me to hook my, like, flip my whip around his ankle and just pull him over and just pull him towards me? <clears throat> yeah, you could do that. I'm going to do that. Okay, Alexei, what would you like to do? Uh, your wife, your wife, look surprised. Are you still sat on the chair while you're doing this? Yep. Okay. <laughs> um, Who are these people? I think I'm mostly going to look shocked. I'm going to try and. I mean, I mean, does it look like more and more guards? I, these guards that are with him are they just his own men? What, yes, what they're wearing the palace guard. Are there any palace guard around? You haven't seen any palace guard yet. Uh, the, all the guards here are wearing the livery of uh, Sabat. So they're all his men, effectively. There aren't any more pouring into the room, but you can see flames in the corridor, uh, basically behind Sabat. I, do, I don't know that I want to do anything that necessarily requires a skill, but basically I want to suggest to my companions that we uh, make a tactical withdrawal, since even if we defeat these people, the castle is on fire, we should, we should let the, the royal guards deal with this. and make. Uh, yeah, presumably you can hear... You can hear sounds of fighting in the courtyard below, so presumably the palace guard are fighting back. In fact, I'm going to suggest that we go and find um, go, go and find some of the guards. I'm sure there's like a lieutenant or something that would be nearby the throne room. Yeah, you, yeah, I'm pretty sure you could find one. But basically, I also am not going to abandon my wife, who is sat on a chair whipping people. Future wife, future wife, future wife. Sorry, my fiance. Fiance, there we go. Anyhow, what would you like to do, having just brought this huge chandelier down? Well, it sounds like we're going to start moving back to to rearrange into either a def more defensible position or to g gather up with some guards. So basically, I'm going to start dropping back while covering everyone's retreat and unleashing a constant stream of insults at the enemy, calling them sons of motherless goats and comparing their beards to uh, vermin and similar things such as that. I do have an idea of what I want to do. Particularly the, uh, the boss. Uh, okay, Alexei, what, what, what is um, it you want to do? Yes, actually, so for a skill, I would like to use my, my tactical knowledge to know what the most defendable location in the palace is, what the best place for us to go to would be. Okay. A escape route as well. <laughs> There's always an escape route. 
in terms of a role, what that will let you do then, um, it will be wits. Wits, no tactics. And it will... What I have um, tactics? <laughs> <laughs> yes, tactics. <laughs> yes. I, it, I will say that the risk is that you misremember... <laughs> uh, <laughs> quickly let us head to the dungeons oh, God. Yeah. Uh, the risk here is that you misremember the route uh, and <laughs> it will take you longer to escape the palace you want me combination to open the secret passage <laughs> <laughs> any you know, I don't you can just insult people I don't think you need to roll a dice for insulting people I'm busy trying to well, okay fair enough cool unless you're actively trying to intimidate them well yeah or or enrage more so I'm just trying to throw them off guard but if you don't think it needs a dice roll that's cool well no, no. I let you use panache intimidation to cool. uh, really really annoy them the risk here is that they get really annoyed and unleash <laughs> a volley of arrows at you yay so am I rolling finesse and my uh, weapon you are rolling finesse and whip yeah. And um, if, do I get an extra dice because it's the first time I'm using the whip skill? Yes. The skill? Yes. Yeah. What well, you're you're all going to get an extra dice because it's the first time you've used these skills <laughs> in the scene. So. Oh, awesome. Um. I, do I get any rerolls? Intimidation. Oh yeah. Don't forget your rerolls. Yeah. I get one reroll. Yeah. Do I get any? You know, I get one. You said earlier that you can buy ones off us. Can we reroll them first? Yeah. You, yeah, yeah, it's after any re-rolls I buy ones. Okay. I'm going to re-roll one of my dice then. Yeah, you should let me know if you have a lot of ones, or any ones, so I can buy them. I, I had a single one, but I've now re-rolled it, yeah, so I don't. Same with me, actually, i got to re-roll for it. I'm unlikely to buy them unless they're in multiples. <laughs> okay. I think the main thing I'm aiming at with this, actually, is is annoying the main guy so much that if we, come, if we end up running to each other again, he'll go for me rather than the others. <laughs> That's what okay, that yeah, I like that. So basically, mm -hmm. he'll be so annoyed that he will go for you and no one else. That's fine, yeah. I'm on eight dice. I have okay. Uh, who, who's got how many raises have people got? I have four, four, two, uh, two again. Okay, Ooh, it doesn't actually tell you what to do in the event of a tie. I will defer to Ennio. <laughs> okay. Anyhow, you you back up. Well, you've got four raises to spend in backing off and really, really insulting people. Yeah, and basically. avoiding being shot by arrows. Yeah, so one is just to uh, get the to enrage the bad guy. You succeed in enraging him. He's you can't hear what he's saying over the, the noise, but he's waving his sword at you. Okay, uh, how many wounds are I risking? Two, two. Okay, two. You want to get rid of that, and one last one to cut down some of the ornamental chandelier, uh, not chandeliers, um, tapestries, just to throw more barrier stuff between us and slow them down as they proceed. He's really destroying your throne room here, by the way. Yeah, I know, but ah, he is, he's my future brother-in-law. Allowances <laughs> must be made. Now, allowances must be made, unfortunately. <laughs> Alexa, you had four raises? That's uh, yes. A ten or more? Oh, ten or more. That's ten or which more. Which have three raises. I thought you had to make equal tens. No, it's, no, 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 it's it ten to or more. Right, okay, oh, ten or more. For yeah. yeah, it's just okay. that you can any excess. Yeah, well, okay. I actually rolled two tens and then no oh, shiny. Um, oh, uh, the other thing that happens on this is tens don't explode either. Yes, yeah. I, I'm aware. It's very of that. depressing. Oh. Well. <laughs> Yeah, but it means that what each dice is a success, though. You don't need to, yeah, that, to do it. So I've got two tens, which is two raises by yeah. themselves, which is good. Yeah. So you're still but the, uh, John Wick did say in the FAQ that they don't explode by default, but some skills might let them do that. <laughs> so probably advantages and stuff that will make them That's explode. Yeah. Okay, so 
I've got four raises. So one of them is that I know exactly where to go, the best possible place to, where, where, you know, we can channel them through. Yeah, a you've got the exact route it. out of the palace, yeah. Okay, I'm going to... Can I say that... Or am I correct in assuming that we've all left the room? We're in the process oh, of leaving no. the room. I'm still We're, sitting there. We're all still at the doorway. I am sorry, she does this a lot. <laughs> can I wait and let the actor... Can I allow uh, Dominica to go before me? Do I have to go first with four raises? You can allow Dominica to go first. I'm going to wait and see what my future wife does before I react. She's going to end up picking the chair up and carrying her out on the chair. <laughs> I'm going to encourage her. I'm going to tell her that I, I know a safer, a, a more defendable place. I, I will relay this to people. But okay. what she actually well, does. Well, you see Enzo is backing off and throwing tapestries in the way. Dominica, uh, you have how many raises? Three? Three. Okay, well, you were attempting to whip a guy and... Yeah, I want to flick my whip so that it twists around his ankle and I'm going to pull him towards me and pull him off balance so he slides along the floor towards me. Okay, you succeed in doing that. And I'm wearing um, reinforced stiletto boots, (laughs) which I'm going to plant one on his throat as he lands at my chair and just lean down and just very quietly say to him, you've sullied my first meeting with my future husband. I'm not going to... (laughs) And then I'm just going to get up... (laughs) I'm just going to kick him aside and get up. <laughs> I would like to run away from my wife. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you didn't hear that last part. It was very no, subtle voice. Subtle voice. Yeah. Hey, seeing her whips and then step on their throat was scary enough. <laughs> I haven't killed him. I just, no, this know, is true. It, 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 the threat was there. Yeah, well, he's quite intimidated and on the floor. <laughs> with my phone, not quite sure what the hell's going on. Okay. Now that your wife has done it, what would you like to do? Future wife. I'm going to, fl- to, to flee in terror. Does, does anyone now, now that you've uh, made your point, do you have any objection to leaving the room and going Not somewhere at safer? Not your highness. In which case I will get my wife out of the room. Am I, c- can I assume that Enya was also ex- is exiting the room with us? Can you? I guess. He's backing about, he's coming, you know, he's okay. backed off towards you, so I assume he's going to leave the room with you. So can I say that, okay, so with one raise, I know exactly where we need to go, the best place to go that is defendable and escapable. With another race, about, um, can I close the door and say that it is a um, a barable door and shove the halberd through it? Oh yeah, you can do that. Yeah, um, I'm assuming everyone. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, yeah. I've got this wonderful image of on the other side of the door. I've seen you in to like. Ah! Oh, I mean, sorry, I'm assuming that all yeah, of yeah, my yeah. companions are, are out of the room before <laughs> I do that. <laughs> Two of them are impaled by a halberd on the other side. Of I'm the assuming door. <laughs> through like the hand, like the bars. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so yeah. effectively yeah. barred the door. Yeah. 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 No, I'll let, I'll, I'll, I'll let you do that. I also have now two more raises, and I don't really want to. With another raise, this room is um, is actually contains some of the arms, uh, arms and equipment for some of the royal guard. So there's a sword here that I can pick up. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think as you already uh, picked up a halberd from in here, I'd say that this is kind of like uh, it has display armor sets. Okay, well, I will so, find it with a sword. It's probably more of like a broadsword than I'm normally used to, but I'm sure I can still use it adequately. You can, yeah, you can find a sword there, yeah. Any ideas for what I can do with my final raise, people? You look damn cool while doing the above. Actually, as we run through the door, that stupid hat that I'm wearing gets knocked off, so I'm not wearing it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't look more dramatic now. Hey, just wait until Fee gets raised and his, his beard suddenly gets shaved <laughs> off by some random... Uh, so as we can't see from Wait, the from the image what it looks like without the hat. Hands on the arm of the, uh, the like, throne and just yeah, okay. so you're coming back. 
Yes, yeah. In fact, yeah, that's perfect. As I go through, I draw the sword, I stand back in the doorway, say, I will really return, and throw my hat, which lands on, like, the, the corner of the throne dangling there. Yeah. Really and if I can say bat, keep it warm for me. <laughs> <laughs> and then close the door and shove the halberd through. That sounds great. I like that. So, as this, uh, the picture doesn't show what you look like without the hat, what do you look like without the hat? You have um, hair, are you bald? <laughs> I'm not bald, but since I actually have several military, I've got like a military background, I've got two military advantages, I've probably got quite short cropped hair. Okay, there so, we go. The surprising thing is... That Does this please you, Dominica? I have more hair on my chin than on my head. Not for long. No, the thing is, though, that his head's actually exactly the same shape as it is with the hat on as well. It's a skin tight <laughs> hat. <laughs> It's just weird, misshapen. Oh, yeah. that's, that's, that's not actually a hat, that's my hair, and I've just put some sort of back on the front of it. That's far too many. Oh, that's not a hat, that's an arranged afro. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I, I think I've probably got like, oh, you know, afro. neatly kept, closely cropped hair from my military background. I've probably kept that up. What colour hair? Uh, it looks to be dark brown based on my beard. I'm assuming it's the same sort of colour. You never can tell. Nothing exciting, unfortunately. All now in the antechamber of the throne room, as we've discussed. It's a, uh, it has several display cases of armor. There is a door on the far side. Uh, you can hear now hear like banging against the door as they're trying to. They've obviously climbed over the chandelier and the tapestries, and you can hear kind of bashing at the door. But the halberd is holding the door. You know the route out of the palace. You can hear people bashing at the door. You know that parts of the castle are on fire. You can hear sounds of combat in the courtyard, so you can hear fighting going on. And uh, I should also say that you guys arrived on a ship. This is a port town, mm-hmm. so you it's could escape by ship. So is this the uh, traditional welcome uh, to, your, to your land? I can only apologize for this most unfortunate timing for your visit. I, I do not know what is happening, but it seems that this Sabat guy, is he like a baron, a duke, a count? What is he? He's one of the, se- uh, the same. Or is- uh, he's one of the main nobles of the council. Okay. Um, so he's quite high-ranked. I can only apologise for this most unfortunate timing of your visit. Uh, the Sabat is, shall we say, a political opponent um, of both my father and myself. It seems he has taken it upon himself to put himself upon the throne. Hmm. It is a, it is a lot less... Um, Subtle than uh, these kind of things that happen in Batachi? <laughs> we do not play the great game here. <laughs> uh, apparently you do, but in a very physical way. Your game is chess, our game is baseball. <laughs> mm. <laughs> our game is chess with poison feces. <laughs> our game is baseball with swords. Well, I feel certain at least my future will not be boring. <laughs> well, that is true. And so, how, how powerful is it? Like, realistically, if Sebastian is trying to is calling me a traitor and trying to take the throne is he something is he someone we can realistically act against do we need to get somewhere safe what's i mean these are things i presumably know about how how militarily powerful he is as well i mean i would presume from from what you've said matt the the same this council of nobles all have pretty have a good power i'm presuming in that case they also have a fair amount of armed men presumably the official soldiers of the realm are spread around the realm doing whatever they normally do, whereas he's doing now concentrate his numbers together in one place. So I'm guessing at the moment he's the main military power right where we are. Is that what I'm guessing? Uh, he's correct. Got... Okay. okay, so we're outnumbered yeah. at the moment. Is the main okay. Thing. You could oppose him, but right now you don't know 
if any of the other nobles are with you or with him. Okay. In which case, possibly oppose all of them because the okay. the like the king standing, you know, the royal guard is not the large military. Right. Yeah, they're they're like the palace the guard rather than an army. I imagine the army is probably called from the nobles. Effectively, they probably maintain an yeah, army that yeah. should respond to us. But on the other side, although the same might not be fond of what you're doing, presumably the same aren't the only nobles in the land anyway. So all the other nobles might go. Maybe something's finally going to start happening if this yeah. goes on. So we might not be able to rely on the members of the same to help, but there are lots yes. of other nobles in the in the. Um, place. In which case, I will I will um, apologise for for this uh, most inconvenient timing. I cannot possibly expect it, but I implore you to assist me in resolving this situation. Oh, well, obviously I must defer to my sister on this, although for me, it seems like a nice place in jaunt. I mean, this is potentially your future country that you will be queen of at some point. Yes. Well, it, it has not been quite the introduction I was anticipating, Your Highness, but um, I, I feel that, you know, perhaps think it's clear it, that my destiny lies. And that, think you know. of it as an early honeymoon. <laughs> I see. Uh, you seem to enjoy yourself. Um, Matt, I thought I was tactless. I didn't take my raven into the throne room, but I do want to make sure that I have him back. It's on the ship. Can I have... Where, uh, did, where did you leave him? I probably left him. Uh, well, presumably I had like attendants and baggage that came in with us, but didn't <clears> come into the throne room. So I've probably left him with them. But although I don't presumably have any sort of like supernatural connection with him, um, I think I've probably got like a like a sort of silver whistle or something that's like a really high pitch one that humans can't hear but that he can he can hear yeah so i can call him effectively well it just so happens that so i will call him <laughs> it just so happens i think that's the safest room that we would be heading to and since it seems the most logical situation here is to get to safety and then um amass forces to dispose of this usurper it just so happens i think that the best way out of the castle is via a room with a balcony where you can sell oh, okay. your suitably. I think that's appropriate. <laughs> well, I want to know that the next room along has a balcony, conveniently. Excellent. So, and, and does that balcony, like, I don't know, uh, maybe overhangs water or is in the right direction to get to the docks? Yeah, uh, it, it probably overhangs the courtyard, so you could climb down and then escape across the courtyard out. Okay, in which case, if you um, if you will follow me to the, the East Library... That um, we will be able to, we should be able to make our The East Library. We have four libraries in here: the North Library, the South Library, the East Library, and the further East Library. But the East <laughs> Library has a balcony which overhangs the courtyard, and we should be able to make our escape from there. Uh, please, where what are happened to the West Library? There is no, there is no West Library. Down in a former schism. Yeah. It, it was in a little. Um, we like... used to have five libraries. Now we just have the four. <laughs> it was one of those little hanging turrets, but the turret just fell off. <laughs> Uh, We're remodeling okay. to the east library, which is conveniently the next room. It's a it's a large room. It does have uh, large windows, and one of which opens out onto a balcony. Seated on the edge of the balcony is a young woman. She's wearing tight. This is the description here. This is not my fantasy here. Now, <laughs> but it is really. It's uh, she's wearing tight leather trousers and a leather corset, tall boots. So uh, actually, pretty much exactly your fantasy then, Matt. <laughs> your, your Highness, I, I accept a tap on the throne room and, and vassals like rebelling against you, but really, is that uh, appropriate? And for, my, my father keeps many servants. <laughs> for what purposes, I do not know. Alexei, you recognise her as the daughter of Sabat. It's Estera oh. Sabat. 
And she uh, she stands up, she sees you coming in and walks towards you and caresses your beard a little bit and says, ah, oh, darling. So that's the end of part one of our foray into the new edition of Seventh Sea. There's more to come in the next week or two, but if it's not your thing, then don't fret. We have plenty more Dungeon World recorded and we'll be returning to our ongoing campaigns soon. As always, you can get in touch on Twitter at Fumble Podcast or via our website, fumblepodcast.com. The music that's just starting back up is provided by the talented Christopher Backlid, who has a link on our website. Mm-hmm.